Welcome to our Sunday morning segment of the Grace Chapel podcast. If you would like more information about Grace Chapel, visit their website, gracechapel.org.au. There you can find more materials in growing your identity in Christ. Okay, good to good to come again. Now, at the last at the last session we were doing, we were talk, we talked about the, the story of Jericho. Uh, we talked about how the Israelites uh, marched around for six days. They marched around Jericho every day in silence, uh, all the time looking forward for the seventh day when they knew that God was going to unleash His power. And and come the seventh day, they marched around the city seven times with the priests blowing trumpets and. And uh, finally, on the command of Joshua, the, the people all shouted and the wall collapsed. And, um, and we saw also, we taught, saw the story about the woman who was healed of the issue of blood, who she uh, said to herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. And, and as she reached down and touched that, that hem, so faith released, gave her the miracle. And then we saw in, uh, in, um, in Matthew 14 how that they, uh, they brought to him all the sick people and begged him that they might touch the fringe of his garment and as many as touched it were made well. In Acts chapter 5 it says they even carried the sick into the streets and, and Peter walking past his shadow was sufficient that many of them got healed. And so we see that, that faith has to be released and, and it has to be turned to the Lord, it has to be directed towards Jesus. And so uh, we have the, the laying of hands, we have the anointing with oil, uh, we're commanded to break bread together, uh, talk about two or three believers, just two or three believers coming together, uh, that's sufficient. But, but whatever, your, whatever your, the point of contact is that you choose, your faith has to be released for a miracle to occur. And until faith is released, then it remains ineffective. And as we said, it's a, it's a bit like a car with a flat tire, isn't it? And uh, until you pump up the tires, the, the car can't move. And so we need to understand that from that point. So whatever the problem, whatever the conflict, the Bible tells us that we are more than conquerors through Christ. You know, more than conquerors. And uh, I like to tell the story about the, um, the great boxer Muhammad Ali, who, who used to train, take any boxer, they have to train so hard to, to reach the pinnacle of their abilities, develop the strength, the stamina, and so they, they work so hard, and uh, their training, training takes up a, a number of months, and finally they get in the ring and they fight, and they win the fight, and they win the prize, they go home, and the wife says, uh, how'd you go? He says, I won, and he pulls the check out of his pocket, and he waves the check for so many millions of dollars, and she says, yes, thank you, and she takes it, and she has the joy of spending it. And so, so the, 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 the fighter wins the fight, and his wife gets the benefit. And so we're a little bit the same. Jesus won the fight. Jesus is the conqueror, and, uh, and we are more than conquerors through Christ. Christ won the fight for us, we get the benefits. No army is ever defeated 
until it lays down its arms and admits defeat and surrenders. And, uh, and surrender has to be unthinkable to those of us who are of faith because our faith can never ever be defeated. In 1 John 5 4 it says, Faith is the victory that overcomes the world even. Faith is the victory and it can never be defeated. It is not possible for faith to be overcome. And if we, if we are overcome by the world, then the simple fact is we have moved away from faith. And just because some, has, some have been defeated, it doesn't take away from the fact that faith can never be beaten. Some people, I've had people say to me, well, I believed, I believed, but it didn't work. Well, then you didn't believe enough. I'm sorry, because if you believe enough, you'll always be on top. And, uh, uh, and, and if sometimes it seems like faith has been beaten, then either real faith wasn't present at all, or the apparent defeat is just a simple stage on the way to a marvellous triumph of answered prayer. Uh, and real faith, look, in a sense, real faith can even be seen like, like to climb to the pinnacle of a high mountain. You know, you're, you're down on the plains and you start climbing. You, 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 you climb and you get to a certain height and you look back and you think, wow, this is, this is a beautiful view. But then to get to the next height, you have to go down. You go down and then you climb to a higher point. But each point, each higher point gives you a better view. And each bit of you uh, gives you a, a greater thrill. And, uh, and, and real faith is sort of like that. It's like stages. We, we win the little battles and we gradually move on to the big battle. So real faith is, uh, is a guaranteed victory. Real faith is the weapon which neither Satan nor the world can overcome. Faith has the ability to look at the world and laugh. Faith, uh, faith exalts and, and, and joys in its own strength. And faith turns every situation to the ultimate glory of God. It sees victory in every circumstance, for true faith knows that nothing can hinder its ultimate triumph. So if you're feeling faithless, today if you're feeling faithless, start praising God for the victory already won. You know, the uh, you find uh, uh, we, we used to have an old saying, we say, do we sing because we're happy or are we happy because we sing? You say, well, I wasn't feeling too happy this morning and I started to sing and then all of a sudden I felt happy. So do we sing because we're happy or happy because we sing? And we, we, we look back in history and no conquering army has ever cried out in fear and despair. Uh, Wailing and tears are the sign of a loser. Victorious soldiers sing and shout and rejoice. And those who know the victory is already won are marked by their joyful attitude. And uh, if we if we just uh, if we just go to the book of book of Romans for a minute, and um, you know uh, the Gospel of Paul, which we call the book of Romans, and. Uh, and uh, starting at verse 18, starting at verse 18, it says, The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men 
who hold the truth in unrighteousness. And then it goes on and says, Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but they became vain in their imaginations, their foolish hearts darkened, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. They changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed four -footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. And so, uh, uh, became vain in their imaginations, professing themselves to be wise. And, and so, sadly today, that's the story of so many, isn't it? Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Who changed the truth of God into a lie, worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator. The faith that overcomes the world knows no defeat. Overcoming faith can't imagine defeat. It can only be victorious. So faith is like love, it's like hope, it's eternal, and it's ever increasing to the glory of God. So it's, it's very, very important. Um, our real character, of course, is revealed by our daily conversations. So our words condemn or justify us, and we have to make a choice whether, whether, we, whether, we, uh, whether we stick to the old nature or whether we put on the new. We have to throw off the old nature and put on the new. So it's, it's very, very important. And, and uh, 1 John 5, 4, of course, it says, This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And so Hebrews 11.6 tells us without faith it's impossible to please God. Because those who come to God must first believe that he is and that he will reward those who diligently seek him. So right and wrong believing is something we all have to deal with. And the Bible warns us over and over again against the results of wrong believing. We need to understand that God, God is real. God is real. And he wants to have a relationship with mankind. God wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to have that relationship with me. It's, it's an ongoing thing. And, and uh, uh, the thing we need to, to, to understand more than anything else. Notice this. Jesus at no stage ever said, Whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive. But he did say, Whatever you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. And so faith, we need to understand, faith is the catalyst that makes the difference between prayer that moves mountains and prayer that has no strength. So faith is the key that unlocks the power of the all-powerful Christ. And uh, in, in Matthew 28, 
around verses 18 to 20, Jesus says, I have all power. You know, all power is committed unto me. Uh, so you can go. And so he says, I have all power that, that, that you may go. He doesn't say, I have the power so I can go. But he, one thing he also promises, he says, I'm with you always. And so Jesus took our sin. He took our sickness. He took our failure. Even death. And nailed it to the cross. But in his resurrection, he triumphed over all of these. Jesus was able to defeat even death. He rose on that third day. And we can be sure that he is well able to conquer every sin, every habit, every fear, or every disease that afflicts us. By his resurrection, he has proved who he is. And faith is the only action that can bring us the miracle that we may need. Faith without a result is like uh, rain without water. It's like faith. It's like sunshine without light. Faith obtains. Faith possesses. Faith moves the hand of God. Faith captures the promises of God and it makes them work. And so we, we need to go back, always go back to the beginning. That in Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 to 28, God gave man authority over all the earth and everything in it. We need to understand that Jesus as the perfect sinless man showed that authority uh, by walking on water, by hushing a raging storm with just a word, by feeding thousands with just a few bread rolls and a, a couple of fishes. We need to, we need to go always, always remember that it was the sin of mankind that broke the divine mandate. And man lost his friendship with God and became the enemy of God. Instead of living as a conqueror, man lived as a slave to sin. And... Uh, as a slave to sin, he became subject to, to death and ultimately to the judgment. So we need to understand that Christ came to reverse the bondage of man, the bondage to sin. And uh, Christ, Christ came with the sole purpose of restoring what Satan had stolen. And how did he do it? He did it by giving his life in a, a ransom for us. His death. The death of Christ on the cross paid the price of our sin. And his resurrection opens to us the immense ability of God to loose us from every bondage, to set us free, to be more than conquerors in every life situation. No matter what your situation is, potentially everything that Adam lost was regained by Christ for us. We are uh, maybe for the present time we're limited to certain areas of authority. Uh, we won't probably gain the full dominion until the day of resurrection, but, but God is working in every situation which challenges us today. By faith, we can lay hold of the mighty promises of God so that they become a reality in our own experience. By faith, we can gain the mastery over every circumstance that we're faced with. And um, like I say, the key verses that we've we used for this uh, series, 1 John 5, 4, is, uh, you know, is, is the basis for overcoming the world. You know? It's our faith that overcomes. And so uh, always, of all the people in the world, Christians should be the ones who are living a life of triumph and power in this world. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10 it says, Be strong in the Lord 
and in the strength of His might. And we don't have to beg for it. Uh, we don't have to work for it. We just have to accept it. It's already ours. It's a gift. All we have to do is believe it. And so the triumph of Christ over the cross, the triumph of Christ over sin, that triumph is for us. And if God is for me, who can be against me? And as Paul says, we are more than conquerors, more than conquerors. We can do all things through Christ which gives us strength. We are complete in him. And uh, he says in the word, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So we need to understand that nothing, nothing is impossible in the faith realm. Jesus said, if you have faith without doubt, you can say to that mountain, be removed and it'll be moved. Nothing shall be impossible for you. So what's the mountain in your life today? What's the thing, what's the thing that's uh, restricting you today? What's the thing that's getting in the way? Because sometimes, uh, sometimes how we address it is more important. Uh, sometimes what we say is more important than what we pray. There are times when we should take authority and, and uh, command our problems to be removed. And so, and so you can, there are two sorts, of, two sorts of people in the world. There are undergoers and overcomers. So what are you and what makes the difference? Well, of course, it's faith that makes the difference. If you will just dare to believe, all things are possible, it says, to him that believes all things. And so uh, we've said it before. Many, many of today's Christians find their faith to be a real problem. Uh, they know it's the only hope of eternal life, but Christian life becomes a real burden to them. And we've all met Christians who, who uh, you know, are rather sour-faced and, and don't seem to enjoy life much because, because being a Christian is a really serious business and it's very hard, hard work, you know, to, to, to keep up this faith walk. And so they're undergoers rather than overcomers. They're enduring rather than enjoying uh, their existing rather than living the abundant life that's promised by God to those who believe. We, we, can, we can face the world joyfully. And uh, so many Christians today have failed to overcome the world and instead are overcome by it. So, so we, we know that faith is the ultimate victory. And um, the, world, the, world, the world that uh, faith talks about isn't the physical earth. Uh, for the word of God uh, says that he made everything very good. So, so the world is not against the Christian in that sense. The Bible says the earth belongs to the Lord and the fullness thereof. And it goes on and says all the silver and all the gold is his. And elsewhere it says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. So the whole of creation belongs to God. And he has given it to his people to enjoy. God has given us this, this blessed thing called creation to enjoy. And there's nothing... Uh, nothing evil in this world made by God. God. God hasn't made anything evil. And so, of all people, Christians should be able to enjoy the things of the world. But there is another world. There is another world. There is a world that is against God. There's a world that's against the church. It's a world corrupted by sin. It's the world ruled by Satan. And it loves darkness rather than light. It has the devil as its prince. And it hates the children of God because they are not of this world. We, the world of human society and government, uh, it, it, it's a separate world from the kingdom of God and it's against his will. And this, uh, we only have to see this world system the way it works. This world system gives fivefold opposition to God. It opposes, it, is, it, it opposes God 
uh, and his his people. It opposes Christians spiritually. Uh, you know, we're, we're all being told, we've all been told, well, there is no God. And uh, they they mock the reality of heaven. I had a particular friend. I made a friendship with a man some years ago. He's uh, sadly he's dead today. He, uh, he, he died outside of Christ. He died rejecting Christ. Uh, I actually spoke to him the day before he died and uh, pleaded with him to get right with God and his answer was uh, was very, very um, disparaging on God. He, he just didn't want to obey God and he claimed that he, he, would, uh, he would willingly go to hell where he would meet with his friends but there will be no friends in hell. They'll all be scrambling to get out of the place. And so uh, he was a mocker of God he rejected the reality of heaven, and so so we need to understand there is this this uh, this world system opposes Christians morally uh, by inciting us to lust and sin and rebellion against God. It opposes us intellectually by challenging the validity of our faith and rejecting the scriptures. It opposes us physically by inflicting disease and poverty, and it opposes us socially through persecution. But against all this. We have that overwhelming and invincible weapon called faith. Called faith. So, so it's all about faith. It's all about, it's all about reaching out. And uh, every single person on planet Earth has the potential ability to believe in God. We are all born with that capacity to believe. The very fact that we have fear proves that we have faith. F fear is is uh, fear is faith in the wrong thing but there's a legitimate fear that warns us of danger but there's a perverted fear there's a perverted faith that uh, that uh, becomes fearful and fear that fear that goes astray and torments us is is uh, wrong faith wrong faith and so we we need to understand natural fear warns us of danger but faith takes control over the situation and trust god for a way of escape so faith is, uh, faith, the Bible says, is the evidence of things not seen. It's the ability to reach beyond ourselves to God with an unwavering confidence in the integrity of his word and his ability to meet and overcome every situation. Please tune in next week for another uplifting and inspiring message from Grace Chapel. Bye for now.